Disclaimer, I am a CrossFit trainer and a CrossFit affiliate owner. I am not a doctor. This episode should not be taken as medical advice. You should consult your physician or your family doctor for any medical-related issues or concerns. In this episode, I talk about intensity and more specifically relative intensity and how hard you need to be pushing yourself in each workout to achieve maximum results. Be sure to like and subscribe and feel free to share this with somebody who may not exactly understand what intensity is and what a relative intensity is. You know, it's not always about laying in a puddle of sweat after every single workout. It's not about going through the motions either. So let's dive into it. Here we go. We are on a mission to build better human beings, better movers, better thinkers, better lifestyle choices inside and outside of the gym. This is the Fit Frequency. Intensity. It's without a doubt the thing that separates CrossFit from a lot of other workout programs out there. And it is without a doubt one of the scariest things about CrossFit. When people hear intensity, uh, when they hear constantly varied functional movement performed at high intensity, or when they hear things like high intensity interval training, they little they get a little bit worried. They don't want to be that person that's you know laying on the floor in a puddle of sweat. They don't want to be able to, or they don't want to have you know the DOMS, the the muscle soreness that makes it hard to get out of bed the next day. But I think it's very important that we consider that intensity is relative and it's not absolute. Uh, we shouldn't consider intensity uh, from person to person or even from yourself today versus yourself a year ago. Um, we'll dive into you know how we compare intensity and all of that here in a minute, but let me go to the CrossFit Level 1 guide uh, just for a quick second where it says intensity is the independent variable most commonly associated with maximizing the rate of return of favorable adaptation to exercise. So it's really wordy, but if you think about it, uh, and if, if you just think about it as intensity and not relative intensity, that could sound like the more intense the workout, the better. And that in, in reality can be very counterproductive. Um, what, what we need to consider is this thing called relative intensity. It's intensity to you today as you are right now. It's not absolute. It's not how much did you lift versus that person lift. You know, if, if you come in and you try really, really, really hard and you're deadlifting 95 pounds for, you know, a hundred reps, you may actually have a more intense workout. Uh, a more relatively intense workout than somebody who may be much, much stronger than you and they're deadlifting 115 pounds a hundred times and it's not a big deal for them. They're barely breaking a sweat. It's not relatively intense for them. Uh, we, It's not even compared to yourself from, say, a year ago. Uh, if, if you know you just started training for a 5K or if you just started CrossFit, you just started working out, you know, maybe that was a year ago, you decided to get up off the couch, kick the carbs and get moving. Well, you can't compare the intensity from today versus a year ago. 
you know, day one and day 365 are very, very different. Your body has adapted to this exercise. You are much stronger. You do have a bigger engine. Your endurance, your stamina, and, and all of that is through the roof compared to how you were a year ago. So you can't go in and say like, well, compared to a year ago, I had a pretty intense workout. Well, compared to a year ago, getting off the couch was intense. So you can't really compare that to to yourself, um, you know, long ago. It's relative to you as you are today. Um, and, you know, your, your workout should mean basically that if it's relatively intense, you worked hard for your current level of fitness and your health today. If you're sick and you come in and, you know, you're really struggling, you know, maybe you got those body aches, you know, that, like you're still getting over a cold or something and you come in and you're just barely getting through like today's Tabata workout with kettlebell swings and, uh, you know, sitting on the bike and then box step ups and all that barely getting through, but man, your heart's through the roof. You can barely breathe your sinus. You got, you got some pressure one. You probably should have stayed home, but two, that's intense. You know, that's, that's not your, um, you know, it's not your best day, but it is still relatively intense for you in your current state. Um, same thing, uh, on, on the other end, if you have been nailing your nutrition, like you are on point with your macros, you are well rested and you enter a competition, like you may feel great. This is the time to push it. Your intensity is relative to you at that time. So you know, you're going to be able to go a lot harder, a lot longer. You're going to be able to lift more. You're going to be able to jump higher, all that stuff. So a high intense, a high intensity workout should be relative to you and that day to achieve uh, maximal results. But how do we know, is there an exact number? You know, like how much is too much? How much is, or how intense is too intense? Or how, how do we know if we're pulling back a little, uh, a little too much? Um, we need to consider something, uh, something called threshold training. So your threshold is essentially your, uh, your maximal sustainable pace. So let's, uh, for the, for the sake of simplicity here, let's talk about your one mile run. If you've got a 10 minute mile doing threshold training to decrease your mile time is going to be most effective because what you are doing is you're bouncing around that 10 minute mark. You know, you may get a workout done and then try to go work on your, your mile time and knowing that you're not going to hit that 10 minute mark because you've already got a workout in, but you want to get close. You want to be somewhere around like 10, 10 or 10, 15. Uh, on the other hand, you, you haven't done any, you know, haven't done any leg day or anything like that. You're relatively fresh. You want to aim for just under that 10 minute mark. That is how we are going to get better. If we, if we take fitness out of it, let's say, you, uh, in, in your day job outside of the real world, you have to type, let's say you're a stenographer, a legal, basically you sit in the courtroom and you got to type what everybody's saying. And you are 100% accurate at 50 words per minute. Well, if you want to get a little bit better, go a little bit faster, go to where you're about 95% accurate practice at about 95% accuracy, maybe even a little bit lower than that, closer to 90% accuracy and keep practicing at those numbers. What is not productive 
is dipping, slowing down to say 20 words per minute. You're at 100% for 50 words per minute, but you let anxiety get the best of you. You worry too much. So you dip down to and say you're good at 12 words per minute so that you can ensure you keep 100% accuracy. That's not helping you at all. Same thing. If you triple your words per minute, so you try to go 150 words per minute, your accuracy is going to plummet. You're not getting any of the words right. And that's definitely not getting you any better. So if we go back to the fitness world and we think about your mile time, you've got that 10 minute mile. You decide today I'm going to do the mile in 20 minutes. You're not going to benefit from that at all. You're going to get some, you know, some calorie burn in there. And I don't know, you might waste some time. You might finish a whole podcast, but not really going to benefit from it. You, you go the opposite route. I'm going to get a six minute mile today. No, you're not. You may not even get a mile. What's going to happen is about that 400, maybe five or 600 meter mark, you are going to blow up. Your legs are going to be exhausted. You're not going to be able to catch your breath. And like I said, you may not even finish. If you do, you might actually hit that 20 minute mark because the rest of that mile is just going to be awful. So it's important to push yourself just outside of your comfort zone. Think about where you're good. Think about you know where you're great, where you're 100%. You're always at about that. Push yourself just a little bit past that. Over time, you know, and CrossFit, we talk about the long term. It's important to look at the long term. Over time, you will see that mile time. Or if you're looking at uh, CrossFit benchmark workouts or even like max lifts or anything like that, over time, you'll see you'll get better and better and better. If right out of the gate, you decide I need to you know take huge leaps and get better. It's not going to happen. You're either going to be greatly disappointed in your one effort, and then you'll give up. Or if you make continued attempts, you could even hurt yourself. You know, you could have uh, some pretty bad, pretty bad stuff happen to your hamstrings, your calves. If you go out and you try to sprint super hard every single day for a mile, you're going to hurt yourself there. Max lifts. We all know the lower back's going to go out. Shoulders are going to just be torn to shit. So you got to be really careful with that kind of stuff. Threshold training is a great way to stay safe and maximize results. If, if we really want to go one step further and we want to kind of put a a scientific thing about this, um, or scientific thing on intensity and how we reach intensity, we can look at, um, heart rate training zones. And there's a lot of stuff out there about, uh, you know, how you precisely measure your heart rate and where exactly these heart rates should be. Uh, I think a lot of that is baloney, I guess, to put it lightly. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff will say you got to take 220 minus your age, and that's the exact number you need to hit. Well, let's go back to that couch potato, uh, you know, the couch to 5K example. So, let's say this person was 25 years old, 25 year old couch potato. So that would mean that their max heart rate would be 195. Well, in a year, they've made significant gains. They're extremely healthy, but their max heart rate has actually gone down. So now it's 194 because now they're 26 years old and they're, you know, 220 minus 26 equals 194. That's your max heart rate. 
it I don't in my uh in my opinion it does not work that way coming from somebody who kind of struggled to get up and down the stairs now I can do 5k's I can do these obstacle course races I've got a sub four Fran humble brag right here but like it just does not work that way my my heart is much healthier my heart can take much more stress than it could just a few years ago so I don't think we need to look at formulas like that uh one thing that I found is that you need to compare it to how you communicate or how you can have a conversation. That's that's a really easy way to think about these heart training zones. So zone one, relatively low intensity. Um, it it increases your oxygen absorption. It's it's really slow. So think you're breathing just for the ability to communicate back and forth, do things like I'm doing right now, move my arms around to help illustrate a point that you guys can't see. But like, you know, when you're talking and you're using your hands or you're you're nodding your head up and down, that's the only thing that's requiring, you know, the extra energy. So you've got a normal communication pace right there. Zone two, it's a little bit more, you know, if you imagine, you know, going for a, a, a walk at a good pace, maybe a light jog, and you're still having a conversation, you're still able to get a full sentence out at a time, but then you need to stop, take a breath and keep going and going and going and going and going and keep talking. That is that is zone two. So you're working out, your heart rate is increasing a little bit, but you are having to pause, you know, after every couple of seconds or so to take a deep breath and to keep going. Zone three, this is where we start to dabble a little bit into uh, some higher intensity, um, higher intensity programs. Um, most of these these kinds of workouts, or most of your time spent in here, is for uh, thirty to sixty minute workouts. So when you think long grinds, uh, something like Murph. Uh, maybe not towards the end where you're really trying to sprint and get it over with, but you know, Murph is, is typically a longer workout when you're in the middle of all those push-ups, um, pull-ups, push-ups, and squats. This is kind of where you'll be if you're running, uh, you know, a 5k or maybe a, a little bit longer, like a half marathon or something like that. This is where, uh, I believe you're going to be where you basically, you're able to get a couple words out much less. You're not going to be able to get that full sentence out before you have to take that deep breath. You can still communicate. You're able to, you know, converse back and forth. You're able to get ideas across. It's not limited to one word, but you know, how are we feeling? You know, you're, you're going side by side with somebody you're like, look over there. Hey, how are you feeling? Okay. That's great. Let's keep going. What do you think about going over here? And you know, maybe you keep, you keep running, whatever it is, like you can make those decisions. You're mentally there. You're able to converse. And again, those are usually the 30 to 60 minute workouts. Zone four. This is where we tend to get uh, into a little bit more when you're into a, a little bit of a competitive CrossFit environment. If you've been doing CrossFit for a while, you like to you know, push yourself against the benchmark workouts. You know, you look at your previous times, you look at other times, you really like to get your heart rate up there, see how you can perform rather than just to get in and, and get the exercise and to get the training done. You want to see the numbers start to move. So this is going to be more of a, a one word response. Like you're taking two to three breaths for every word. 
Like, you know, coach comes over and gives you the thumbs up and says, hey, you doing all right? You got to take a deep breath. Like you shake your head. Yes, I'm doing fine. Keep breathing. Keep going. This is the training drum this this improves the performance but you got to be very careful with this you got to use the the rest periods appropriately you shouldn't do something like this um you know you should absolutely should not do murph or excuse me you shouldn't do something uh shorter for for this one like you know dt where we've got like that's that it's going to be anywhere from like 15 to 20 minutes you shouldn't do something like dt wait a minute after completing that all that heavy barbell stuff and then go for a mile pr you got to be very careful when when doing these kind of zone four um workouts because you could overtrain. you know you could um set yourself back quite a bit it's going to take a much longer um much longer time to recover and you know you could also completely throw your mechanics out the window because you're so exhausted you could hurt your definitely hurt your lower back lifting anything you could make very bad mental decisions you could not be paying attention to like oh okay here comes the the end of the sidewalk i need to be prepared to run and like step down you could run out into traffic all that kind of stuff so you just got to be really careful when doing this kind of stuff again that's the point where you're really struggling to get the words out you're still able to communicate yes no answers that kind of stuff not able to formulate the full sentences uh, and then moving on to zone five this is this is the zone for very, very hard interval training. Uh, think performance. Think competition. Um, this, there, there's a lot of uh, different suggestions as to how far you, how many times you should go into zone five on like a weekly or a monthly basis. Um, you know, when we when we have the the CrossFit Open. And then there's, you know, there's the open workout that gets announced on Thursdays. We either do them every single Friday or every single Monday for five weeks. Doing it once a week, we all know that we get set back quite a few days. We have to skip the gym for a couple days after going there, going dark, if you will. Going into that zone five, not able to, we're able to comprehend, but we're, you know, we're laying on the floor in a puddle of sweat. We're just trying to get our breathing under control. We're not really responding other than maybe a thumbs up, like hands might be shaking. I'm guilty of, of this uh, more often than not because I do like to compete with myself and I do the competitions and everything. Uh, I tend to get face switches and all of that kind of stuff more so than like the hand twitches. But like the thumbs up is about all you can do. Trying to control your breathing, can't talk. I don't want to say it's dangerous, but you got to be really, really careful going into here. So to back up just a little bit, uh, talking about intensity and relative intensity. Use this kind of a, uh, I guess a, a chart, zone one through five. One being you can hold a normal conversation. You're not really exercising at all. You're more or less just sitting there talking. Two, you know, you've got that light, uh, light jog or whatever it is. You can still have a full conversation. Zone three, it's limited to a few words. Zone four, one word in between several breaths and then five words you're barely communicating at all. Most of it's nonverbal. Use that as your gauge or your guide for your your intensity, your relative intensity. So when you're going through this workout, if you are able to have a full conversation with somebody without thinking twice about your breathing, without having to pause in between your words, you're not working hard enough. 
it's not intense enough for you in your given moment to achieve optimal results. On the other end of the spectrum, if you are coming into the gym multiple times a week and you are struggling to get up off the floor, you're not really responding to a coach. Your, you know, class is over at seven and you're on your hands and knees crawling out to the car at, you know, 20 after. You're going too hard. You are going into zone five way too much. You want to be in between zone three and zone four for a majority of your workouts. Also kind of depends on your, uh, your gym's workout of the day. Like I said, if I program Fran and I see somebody going out there in what looks to be like a zone four, I'm going to scream at him. You know, you got to pump the brakes. Let's find a good pace. We got to find a sustainable pace for the next, you know, 30, 40, 50 plus minutes coming out way too hot. Likewise, if we're doing something like Fran, very low rep, low weight, it's a sprint workout. And I see somebody going out and they're just laughing, chuckling, looking around like, ha ha. No, Fran is more of a zone four, maybe top of zone four, barely dabbling into zone five workout. You need to push yourself. You need to focus on the movements. You need to go, go, go. That's when you, you know, take your foot off the brake, slam on the gas pedal. You got to go. So relative intensity, use this uh, communication, I guess, guide as your tool to gauge, like, you know, how hard do I need to be going? How how much should I be able to communicate right now based off of how this workout is laid out, how long it should be taking me, and how am I you know, trying to train to achieve maximal results? Hopefully that shed a little bit of light on the intensity part of constantly varied functional movement performed at high intensity. Uh, I know intensity can be very uh, intimidating, but we are all capable of being intense in our workouts because we need to focus on relative intensity. Worry about you. Do what you got to do to achieve maximum results for you today. You are very different from everyone else in the gym, and you are very different from the person that you were a year ago, two years ago. You're a very different person than you were six months ago. So it needs to be relative to the person you are today. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If this is something you feel like somebody could benefit from, you feel like you got a friend who's on the floor way too much at the end of the workouts, taking forever to gather their thoughts and their, you know, their <laughs> gather their brain up off the floor. Maybe shoot this to them. Tell them they need to calm down. Likewise, if you got somebody that they they're not benefiting from CrossFit because they come in and they go through the motions, maybe send this uh, episode their way. Help them learn a little bit a little bit about how intense they need to be, how much they need to push themselves. Maybe uh, maybe we can help them find their threshold, work on their threshold training. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this. And uh, if you got something to say, please leave me a review. Or if you got a request for a show, please, please, please find Delaware Fit Factory on Facebook and Instagram at Delaware Fit Factory. Shoot me a DM. And until next time, keep pushing yourself to be better every day.